Father Dave Callahan, and you're listening to the Navishit Podcast. And technically, you're listening to the final episode of the Navishit Podcast. When I started this podcast 50 episodes ago, the intention was to take something of the wisdom or the teaching that we would present to young novices in the religious life and try to apply that to the average Catholic, the average layperson, really as a way of trying to promote holiness promote the vision of sainthood because every baptized person is called to be a saint. That's not an optional extra. That is the basic requirement of Catholicism. The whole purpose of a novitiate in the religious life is to give people the basics, give them the, the foundation stones, I suppose, of the building that will be their life of spirituality. And in some sense, trying to awaken within, within them a hunger, a, a real desire to learn more, to read more, and to start this lifelong quest of growing in holiness. And so now that we're at the 50th episode, I realize that that job has basically been achieved. My hope is that you've started to develop a real hunger to learn more. And that hopefully this has opened up for you some avenues to start reading and investigating yourself. From here on, it's over to you. Where I wanted to finish was, I suppose, just a bit of a summary of the need for saints in our world, the need for holiness. Pope Francis wrote an apostolic exhortation recently about holiness. And I strongly encourage you to sit down to read this and read it as a family to understand that this is your calling. A couple of quotes from that where he said very clearly, do not be afraid of holiness. It will take away none of your energy, vitality or joy. On the contrary, you will become what the Father had in mind when he created you and you will be faithful to your deepest self. To depend on God sets us free from every form of enslavement and leads us to recognize our great dignity. You know, the Pope is really trying to address the, the, the deep fear, the very real fear that's in us, that if we pursue holiness, somehow we're going to become freaks. We're going to become like that old crazy person in the church who is muttering the rosary all the way through Mass. That's not what holiness looks like. Holiness is where you encounter the love of God and you come fully alive. You become the best of who you are in, in your vocation, in the world. So whatever your work is, you become a saint in that place. That's the calling. The Pope also goes on to address the fact that we can, we can set limitations on the grace of God. We can presume that the saints that we venerate somehow had more grace than us. But at the same time, we're intentionally choosing to be mediocre. And so the Pope goes on to say, do not be afraid to set your sights higher, to allow yourselves to be loved and liberated by God. Do not be afraid to let yourself be guided by the Holy Spirit. Holiness does not make you less human, since it is an encounter between your weakness and the power of God's grace. For in the words of Leon Bloy, 
When all is said and done, the only great tragedy in life is not to become a saint. These words we need to keep coming back to. We are being called by God to transform the world. And God will meet you and work with your brokenness and make something beautiful out of that brokenness to the point where your greatest area of brokenness will become the area of your greatest ministry in the world. This is one of the key things we need to recognize that to become a saint doesn't mean that you suddenly go from one consolation to the next. One of the problems with the lives of the saints is that we focus so much on the extraordinary or the miraculous that we fail to recognize the constant battle that they were going through, the constant temptations, the constant doubts. But in that, we, we fail to recognize that these were actually the fruit or, or the, the, the source of power for their holiness. In the book of Job, in chapter 28, there's this little passage which talks about the pursuit of wisdom, in a sense, the pursuit of holiness. And in one of the lines, it says, out of the earth comes bread, yet underneath it is ravaged as by fire. I've always looked at that line as being something which speaks powerfully about the internal experience of the saint. We look at the saints and we see the outside of their lives. We see the fruit that they bear, the bread that comes forth in a sense. But we don't get to see the internal reality that underneath this world is ravaged as by fire, that Inside, they are struggling with all sorts of emotion, anger at the world, doubts with God. And yet the thing that made them different was that somehow that stuff became fruitful. Early this year, I was reflecting on this image that saints are a little bit like cyclones. I'm living in the, in the north of Australia uh, in the tropical region of Darwin. And so during the wet season, we're very aware of cyclones. There was a, a small Category 1 cyclone which was coming through the top end of Australia. And it was going to hit a very remote part of the Gulf of Carpentaria, which is a thousand kilometres away from where I'm living. And even though it was a very small cyclone hitting a remote area where barely anyone lived, so much so that even though it was given an official name, no one remembers its existence. But what fascinated me was that a thousand kilometers away, our weather was being affected by that storm as it was sucking into itself all these other weather systems. And so as I was sitting on the back veranda watching our garden gradually getting flooded, I was marveling at the, the analogy, I suppose, of holiness. If I can try and explain this, because a cyclone starts really just as an ordinary storm. But it travels over the top of hot water, very warm water, and it sucks up the energy. And as it sucks up more and more of that energy, it becomes bigger and bigger and stronger, more powerful. And depending on how long it sits over that warm water will depend on how much energy this cyclone develops. So if it's moving quickly, it will only ever get to a category one. But if it's moving slowly and it has a long time to sit over the warm water, it'll develop into a category five 
and become extremely destructive. Now, a Category 1 cyclone, if it hits your city, you're going to remember it, but no one else will. But a Category 5 cyclone, it's going to make international news. Everyone is going to remember the name of that. And so everyone knows about Cyclone Tracy. Everyone's heard of Hurricane Katrina because these were big. Kind of in the same way that everyone's heard of Francis of Assisi or Dominic, St. Augustine. Saints who their influence was so big that it had an international impact. You probably don't quite know people like St. Callistus, you know, or St. Eusebius of Vercelli. At the time, at the place where they lived, they had an enormous impact, but it was localized. And I think this is where, if you look at how does a saint develop, a saint develops by sitting in the presence of God for a long time, and particularly by allowing all of their internal world to meet God in prayer. All of the disturbance, all that discontent, all of the anger that they have against the world somehow meets God in prayer and gets transformed. If you think of how many storms rage inside of us that become destructive and just implode and we become bitter and resentful. But if we can bring these questions, these hungers to prayer and allow ourselves to go deeper in desire, allow this discontent to change our worldview, to, to start to see not just our own pain, but the pain of those around us. That's the point when this storm will start to become something beautiful and positive that changes the world. Now, if you think of someone like Mother Teresa, she was not the first person to see the poverty around her and get angry. But while other people raised their hands in despair, she folded her hands in prayer and allowed God to turn that emotion into a passion that would change the world. And this is the point. It's where do you bring your life, your world, the stuff that you're seeing every day, where do you bring that into prayer and say, God, do something with me, use me? And this is where God wants to do something very particular with us. There was a great quote by Pope Benedict at World Youth Day in Madrid, where he spoke to the young people and he said, Dear friends, may no adversity paralyze you. Be afraid neither of the world nor of the future, nor of your weakness. The Lord has allowed you to live in this moment of history so that by your faith, his name will continue to resound throughout the world. You are called to be a saint. And the reality is that most of that journey is going to look so ordinary that you're going to think you're failing. But it's within that ordinariness. It's in that faithfulness to the scriptural worldview, the, the vision of what it means to care for people and love them the way Christ loved them. It's in that place where you're just faithful to seeking God and, and entering into that internal battle of self-mastery against your own broken desires. That's where the victory is won. You won't necessarily see the fruit that others are seeing. Because once again, that quote from Job, out of the earth comes bread, yet underneath it is ravaged as by fire. From your perspective, all you're going to see is the internal torment. But those around you are going to be reaping the benefit. This is the paradox of what it means to be a saint. 
And so this is where I think just the final word of this podcast is this exhortation and, and encouragement to you. Don't be afraid to seek the Lord in prayer. Don't be afraid to spend that time in silence, allowing God to deepen that passion, that desire, that discontent, which is going to change the way you live in the world. And I think this is also where I want to point out that as much as this is the official end to the podcast, it's not the absolute end. One of the things I was very clear on when I started this was that in some sense, you can know holiness by understanding the theory. But the reason why God gives us saints is because they become almost like the living example or a bit like the word made flesh, if you can use that example. That in the same way that God became human in our midst, we then turned that mystery of Christ into a doctrine. We, we, we now read it as a text in the catechism. The saints were the ones who then took that text and put it back into flesh again for us. That through their sacrifice and through their life, they embodied the doctrine. So what I want to do is present to you a couple of bonus episodes. I don't know how many there'll be, depends on how much time I have to write these. But I wanted to try to take you on a bit of a journey into something of what these saints experienced. Something of what their internal experience was, which, which felt like being ravaged as by fire. But then something of that external experience for, of others who bore the fruit of their commitment and their sacrifice. So the next couple of episodes are going to sound very different, but I hope that you enjoy them. <laughs>